House on the Hill session. Yeah. We haven't done one in here for a while. No. Well, we've been to the flat, haven't we, for a couple? Hmm. And, um, it's, yeah, it's good to do. The ambience in the flat is non-existent. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've got plenty of ambience here. Yeah, it must be to do with your double glazing. Shuts out all the noise. Yeah, probably. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's all double glazed, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, it's well insulated. Right? Yeah. You know, it's a thing where you walk in, you get really, it's really warm. Mm. Being outside, you walk in, it's like, ooh, I've got no heating on. So it must be all that stuff. Um, insulation. Well, my instinct is to evoke the muse, the one that we see, which is what I always do, really, isn't it? I evoke the muse to try and clear some space, to try and uh, make sure that we're starting from some kind of zero point, maybe. I thought you were talking about insulation for a second then. I no, I decided to jump. Bringing up the wall. Decided to jump, no, because otherwise we'll, we'll end up talking this for about 20 minutes and then we're going, no, it didn't really work, did it? So that's why I said... Um, I would just start again. I would evoke the muse. Yeah, I know, but... Okay, you don't want to start this again. Is a, this is a good... I prefer this room. I think it'll be better than if we go in the other room. Okay. So, come on then, evoke the muse. But is it enough to say that I evoke the muse? It won't mean anything to anyone, will it? So... Give it meaning, then. Well... The, uh, there are different things that you could call your muse, aren't there? I mean, if you're an artist and you're looking for something as your inspiration, and arts are generally visual, or though it could be music, so you're looking for some kind of uh, inspiration or starting point. Yeah. So for me, as a visual artist, I'm looking for that observable person, perhaps, or thing, element of light coming through a window or something like that. That chiming thing, though. Mm. So it doesn't have to, for a proper reflection. It has to chime in you, for you to give a proper, for it to be that full pull. Yeah, that's right. But there is a point where, um, when you become familiar with that, maybe, maybe, maybe virtually anything could be amused, as in all things can chime. All things have the potential to chime. Yeah, depending on your resonance to that thing. Which, so you, I would put this chime as like a, a frequency. Mm. Um, everything is frequency. But for you, certain things have a frequency that you, your frequency resonates with. So there's the chime. Ching! When yeah. your frequency and that frequency mm. are, are reflecting each other perfectly. Mm. There's the chime. And, and that ignites this love 
Mm. So if somebody got some, something like that for, say, some deity, some Buddhist or Hindu or that they mm. just like, or God even, mm. Jesus, mm. I mean, we can get a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mises. <laughs> I love Mises to pieces. Um, no, but, um, uh, for me, the, there was definitely an internal sense of a muse. And this is why we talk about the chime thing, isn't it? That the external thing that we look at chimes or is in sync somehow. Yeah, that's the reflection. Or it doesn't. It doesn't take you away from it. Maybe that's another way of saying it. Well, it's full encompassing. Yeah, because you could. You could sit in. You could. Um, sit in a meditative state and then get up and go for a walk and then you see loads of stuff and some things seem to distract you from your equanimity and other things don't but sometimes nothing seems to distract from equanimity that's just how things are at that point but that's the path of the well, it's kind of a tantric path, I suppose. Tantric being to do with using your body and senses and things like that as your contemplation channel. Whereas other paths are using thought or straight feeling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's sort of that understanding has to come back to a point which is felt, though, doesn't it? Oh, it all does. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You can, I mean, you can take it to the, you know, the utmost. They talk about this, and well, my teacher talked about it being like the characteristic. So you can take this to such a high level, which I probably would in like a Brahma realm, you know, a very exalted state of mind, but it still is conditioned and it still isn't the full awakened being. It's like it still has a resonance of self within it, even though it's at such a high frequency that it still has that, that self at the center of its orientation. Whereas there is no self at the centre of somebody who's awakened, right? It just is. Yeah, there is definitely a thing in Buddhism where they don't they don't like the self. The, uh, self is seen as being the, one of the elements that needs to be eradicated. Or is, it's is, not. It's just that there is no self when you've like picked it all apart, as it were. The the the, the, the seeming contradiction is that um, the bit that. A Buddhist would refer to as the self is synonymous with an ego or a mind that um, that has its delusion of separation from everything. Yeah. But um, in uh, the like a filter. Yeah, that's it. But in the um, in the view of being pure conscious awareness, there is a sense of being. So there's no view, is there? There's no reference point for it to. There's no. There's no. It just is. It's just like yeah. you are then, 
a part of everything that you say, everything that you're doing is then still is part of that whole. Mm-hmm. There's no separation. Yeah. So there's no self to separate from other. But the the sense of being is what we would refer to as a self, which is what, uh, as the self. So. Oh yeah, that's the thing with yeah with with Hindu. Yeah, that's uh, quite a way to make that distinction. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. That's well. Um, yeah, we said that a few times, haven't we? That there's the thing within within the practice that you've sort of been with, which is the self is the, the biggest thing, Dharma. And in Buddhism, it's um, anatta, which is no self. <laughs> but it's, it's actually the same thing. thing it's still it? less. Yeah, it's it, it puts. There's only the teaching would be your is um, a one so in Advaita not two but mm. obviously it's one but then they don't say that because yeah, it's, yeah. it's starting to count it off yeah. one and <laughs> ten thousand things and mm-hmm. um, but the yeah the, 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 the thing of that would be no self um, which is the same exactly the same thing it's, it's devoid of of that personality which mm. many puts and especially in the modern world I would say people put a lot of emphasis on when a, a really good one is sort of seeing in connect the interconnectedness of everything mm. which makes you sort of see that you, you haven't got here alone basically mm. everything has been part of this whole System of of movement and you know if, if that didn't happen to me then I wouldn't have gone in that way and then this happened and it's like all that whole interconnected of all the movements of life and mm. it's such a brilliant thing and eventually leads you to the thing of where you are is that you. <laughs> I've just been paid. <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> that's the money going in the bank. <laughs> yeah, the <a> special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine goes cha-ching. <laughs> Win. <laughs> Win. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that's it, really, isn't it? The uh, what was I saying? You would money, just... money, money. It was an interesting uh, thing, yeah, because the, the idea of a separate self is the one that takes ownership of the things that yeah. happen around you and all of that. And so like, I seem to be sitting here talking about all this. And if someone listens to it, um, they probably think that I'm spouting my own personal knowledge or something. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm just saying that the stuff is insane. <laughs> I love the way you're laughing because it is, it's such a farce, isn't it, really? Mm. It's, it's, it's really hard. To, it's it's a giggle. You can't get your head around it either, though. It's funny because I was listening to my teacher the other night. He was, he was spouting the wisdom on retreat. It's a recording from on retreat. And, and Bruce Parry's on retreat. I don't know if you know Bruce Parry. He's like a famous TV personality who went into, off with, I think one of his programs was Tribes. Hmm. Met him a couple of times. He's like been on retreats and stuff. He's a lovely guy, and he loves oh, maybe, yeah. the, yeah, he loves taking the psychotropics and like getting right into his stuff. You oh. know, with like full purification. And um, they're talking. He's talking this stuff. The Bergs is talking about this thing about getting into your stuff and you know being with it and it let it dissipate. <laughs> and then he starts going talking like 
a comedian, he's like there, you know, just being so jovial. And it's this, this lovely thing of, you know, not taking it all so personally. It can be so a little bit. Serious. Yeah, I mean, and I, so, I find some religious or spiritual traditions do want to speak in very dour sort of voices. And you know, that is because they've got that on their back from there. Possibly, you know. The church or yeah, true. Oh, you've got to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just talking about the holy trinity and all that sort of stuff. You know? I remember some a mate of mine talking about kung fu and his aggression within that whole form, and I was just like going, I could see it, and I was just feeling this thing of like, it's weird because when you see the masters of kung fu, they don't have that. So it's all about getting to this space of true martial art, you know, this true sort of thing of the practice, which where it's going to take you to get you to that space of you are just cheap, you are just that life force energy, and it moves through you, moving you. So these, I don't know if you've seen that, um, oh, what's it called? A, a Buddha fist or something? And he basically becomes this martial arts expert because he's, he's like, this fist just does it all in a sort of defensive action, but and all the energy that's coming towards him to get him is just like, he's just sort of doing things which is like, foof, 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 you know, it's sort of all this movement of deflection and putting the energy, and it puts the energy back to them. And that's basically like you see the Kung Fu masters. There's no aggression. There's no outwardly, it's all sort of a re... A moving of that of that aggression into something else, into more into like maybe give you a little slap back mm. <laughs> to sort of wake you up, and maybe put you on the path of true kung fu. Which I remember saying to him about because he was saying, "Oh, I've got a hate walking down the street, and there's all these people, and like I've got a dog to them, and I just want to stand in a place and, mm. and I'm like, ah, yeah, but there's kung fu for you because you being so." fluid with your movements will let you move in and out of this mm. of this thing and you can be that fluid and that'll be your practice mm. he was like yeah. Bruce Lee be like water <laughs> well we did quite well there didn't we jump in the deep end talk about the muse that's where I start and it's to do with vision it's to do with body it's to do with Action and no action, maybe. Were we? Whoa! He's not drunk. He's just doing lime and soda at the moment. Woo! What's it? Woo we way? No way. Woo way. Woo we? Look out for fuck's sake! I'll write down on the. That's the whole thing. Whole premise of action, no action. Being in the flow. Beautiful. Beautiful. The, what's that um, flow state? That's another good one. Um, there's loads of people who've written about that, and um, that's really lovely. I think some artists uh, that don't even think about muses and things like that, they, they're more in mark making. So, like Rob Kidney, for instance, in Japan, when he draws, I'm sure he's, he's got something r- vague in his mind. He's got certain forms that he normally draws, but when he's drawing them, I'm sure he's he's in a flow. Actually, he's just going yeah. and everything is in its in its right and proper place. Somehow, there's a fluidity. It, I think that's a lovely thing with with artists, especially 
like um, I suppose like musicians as well, where you've got your you've got your set sort of pro, not parameter. You've got your starting place, maybe. Yeah. You've like got a, your skill, mm, and then okay. to jam, mm. to get with others, or to be in a state where you can sort of you've got that you've got that thing down pat, mm. and then you can have the movement then around that mm. parameters. So like a jazz a jazz standard, yes. Where you where you take a standard song. So you've got the standard song as the form, but you've got your your practice as the all the scales and things that you've learned as your um, repertoire of ways of jamming it. Yeah. And then in the but then in the moment, those two things collide and momentary things occur too, don't they? And then in the obviously in the sense of a trio, say you've got the interaction, the language of interaction. Yeah. Or having a conversation. Yeah. Stepping back so that other people can talk, that's what the conversation is, isn't it? Yeah. I remember you teaching me that. Or, or the whole thing of conversation and music. Hmm. It was lovely. And I remember coming around to your house and I think it was me and Sadie we jamming. Hmm. We noticed we had a great... We do have great conversations in, and we'd have these lovely conversations with the music stuff. It was like a really yeah. simple, easy sort of... We had the same sort of conversation as it were nice easy mm. flow in but then tessellating with rhythmic figures or whatever it is you know that kind of stuff in music yeah see because I didn't do any of the theory or anything I just did, I'm sort of like yeah, you know that I've just feel it and just plinky plonk whatever comes through Whatever I'm, um, I've got a feeling that I'm going to, uh, I want to move on to something really moment, not momentous, what's the word? Something quite grand, I want like a big piece where I'm going to pull in loads of different elements, instruments, just having their bit and then coming out and then out and then another bit, you know, I'm getting this really sort of pull to do something quite grand not wall of sound you know but something quite grand so somewhere in you there's there's this um you can feel what that is yeah and you don't but you don't know what form it's got to take no that's right yeah that's, that's the artist yeah that's it that's the same yeah. that's the same as me talking about my internal sense of a mute my muse which is unknown but glorious somehow that needs to find its output so i find somebody yeah. who resembles it enough that um, I think we can do it whereas with you you'll have to well audition sounds I suppose is, is a big part of it that'll be it there'll be a starting point um, which we'll probably get um, shelled a few times until there's something that really chimes I suppose it could be something that happens in movements, as in yeah, that's what I'm sort of separate. Yeah, like it's all going to be one piece, but there's going to be many aspects to it. Almost like um, oh, what do they call it? Um, no. Oh no. Like a rock opera. <laughs> 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 uh, oh dear. 
Bavaria. Hmm. Yeah, there's something that I, I got sort of a feeling of it the other day, which was interesting. I mean, I can see how I'm chiming with certain pieces of music that I'm listening to, and certain elements of, say, media and whatever, art, spiritual stuff, teachings and all different elements, don't they? That's the artist, it's like taking all these different elements and they, some of them chime, some of them don't, and then you sort of have this, um, here we go. Yeah, maybe triangulate your way between all yeah. the different areas that you find yourself interested in. Yeah. Or, so it's the, it's not the, the self, is it? I find myself interested, it's what is chiming with that resonance. Because otherwise it becomes too heady, it becomes a mind operation and not a felt mm. operation. Mm. I did talk about this before, um, about this expression coming from that, that space of, of um, embodied, if, if you like. Oh look, I just got some as well, cha-ching. It didn't sound because it's... Oh, because you got the recording, recorder, <laughs> recording. Yeah, yeah. Way, way, way. Money, money, money. Okay, we did a quite a good one. I think this is quite a good one. We've been talking around a lot of it. We haven't really seen each other for a while. Um, so we're sort of catching up, but we're sort of managed to launch into a thing which ended up being about muses, creativity and doing without doing. A good summary of everything really, isn't it? Spiritual, mm. artistic. Mm. Oh, see you next time.